The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the second and third chapters. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing this? What is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did? When he and his companions were hungry and in need of food, he entered the house of God when Abiathar was the high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind, and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Again, he entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. They watched him to see whether he would cure him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come forward. Then he said to them, Is it lawful to do good or to do harm on the Sabbath, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. He looked around at them with anger. He was grieved at their hardness of heart, and he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately conspired with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. What a wonderful commandment. Does Sunday have a special meaning for you each week? Sundays when I was growing up started out with church in the morning and then a wonderful dinner, which is what we called the noon meal on the farm, prepared by my mother. I have memories of fried chicken and veggies from the garden and mashed potatoes and gravy and for dessert, my favorite was my mother's banana cream pie. It was so good. I knew that Sunday was a day of rest, which didn't seem quite fair to the one who was doing the cooking, but we did help. And I also think it was my mom's joy to see all of us gathered around her table in a leisurely way, enjoying her wonderful cooking all together with the afternoon stretching out before us. In the summertime, that afternoon often involved baseball. In fact, and I don't know if this really has anything to do with anything, but we had a pastor we really enjoyed 
who was sort of a natural athlete. He had played other sports, but not baseball, but some of my five brothers ganged up on him and got him to play in the adult league on Sunday afternoons. And he was good. He had services on Sunday mornings at two different churches, and I was told that at the second service, he sometimes had his baseball uniform on under his alb so, so he could get to the field faster. Our family often went to the games, which was great fun to watch him and my older brothers play. And this part is not so much in the spirit of Sabbath. It was a bit of a moneymaker for me. The baseball field, you see, was surrounded by farms, and little kids like me chased foul balls into the corn and soybean fields, and then when we returned the baseballs to the umpire, we got the equivalent of about a dollar for each one. I confess to a tidy profit. So, summer Sundays were worship, dinner, often baseball, and then a relaxing evening. What do your Sundays look like? Are they a time of refreshment for you? A different day than the other six? Our scripture readings today are all about the Sabbath. Most Christians think of Sunday as their Sabbath because, of course, it's the day of the Lord's resurrection. It's new beginning day. It's new life day. So your Sabbath could be Sunday. Or if you work on Sundays, as many people do, you might designate a different day. One of our members has chosen Mondays and makes them very special. Another has chosen Fridays. Whatever day works for you, it takes some planning and awareness and intentionality to keep the Sabbath holy and delightful. We heard God's command to Israel to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy in our first reading today. Work for six days, God told them, but rest on the seventh. Remember, you were slaves in Egypt and you had to work all the time. Now you get to rest for a day. And not only you, but every person, and I love this part, every animal that works for you. People. This is one of the Ten Commandments. We don't think of them as the Ten Options, but somehow we may have lost sight of the beauty and importance of Sabbath-keeping. My favorite resource uh, on the Sabbath, other than the Bible, is Dr. Marva Dawn's book called Keeping the Sabbath Holy. Holy in the title is a little play on words. Not holy as in sacred, but holy as completely, keeping the Sabbath holy. The author has four master's degrees plus a PhD from Notre Dame, and she is just filled with joy about Sabbath keeping. I highly recommend this book to you. Marva Don reminds us that Sabbath keeping is really about freedom. It's a gift of God and not a stern law. That's what Jesus was talking about in our gospel reading today. The Sabbath is made for our happiness, our well-being, our healing. God invites us into Sabbath not to spoil our fun, but to deepen our joy. In our very busy culture, Sabbath is so important. We have six days to work, and on the seventh, we are invited into the freedom of rest. 
She writes about four practices that are the essence of joyful Sabbath, ceasing, resting, feasting, and embracing. We cease from our labors. We rest in God's love, grace, and peace. We feast on God's good gifts, and we embrace God's beautiful will for us, setting aside the ideals of the culture we live in. All four are so beautiful and important, but I'm going to offer some thoughts about just one of the practices today, the first one, ceasing, especially from work. Old or young, working or retired, working away from home or at home, empty nesters or raising babies, Sabbath is God's gift to you. Lots of us work five days a week, and then we spend the weekends trying to do everything that needs to be done around the house and yard, true? Yeah. But remember Genesis? After God made humankind, made us in God's image, God blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy because on it God ceased from all the work of creating that God had done. Even God stopped working for a day, and we are made in the image of God. We are wired for the Sabbath. The word Sabbath literally means a ceasing. So how might you cease from your labors for a day? Granted, diapers need to be changed and people and animals need to be fed every single day. But aside from that, could you not work for a day? And what would that look like? If you do a lot of physical labor during the week, then maybe it's a day to take a nice long nap. Or if your work involves mostly your mind and physical activity brings you joy, then Sabbath might be a time to putter in your garden or play basketball or a game of catch with the kids. If you do vigorous laps in the pool for exercise during the week, well then, a Sunday in the pool is just for goofing off with family and friends. Ceasing from work gives us a chance to play. And it gives us time to enjoy God's creation and music or art if that feeds your soul or unhurried time with family and friends, time for fishing and pontoon rides, quiet time with your God, whatever it is that refreshes you. Ceasing applies to our minds, too. Rabbi Abraham Heschel wrote profoundly about the Sabbath. He said that Sabbath is not meant to be a day to be thinking about and preparing for next week's work. Rather, the other six days are meant to prepare us for Sabbath. The goal is figuring out how to get all of our work done in six days in order to be ready for the Sabbath. It's a day to be attuned to not work, but attuned to holiness. He wrote, six days a week, we wrestle with the world, wringing profit from the earth, on the Sabbath, we especially care for the seed of eternity planted in the soul. The world has our hands, but our soul belongs to someone else. 
Marva Dawn talks about an extremely busy time when she was working on her PhD. It was a time when she needed to learn three languages at the same time in just a few weeks. She studied intensely from morning until night, Monday through Saturday. And it was her Sunday Sabbath, looking forward to it, keeping it, enjoying it, ceasing her study for 24 hours that made it possible for her to work so hard the other days. Students who are with us today, she studied harder for six days in order to take a day off from study. Could that be possible in your world, I wonder, even for a few hours? Maybe that sense of relief our children have when school is out for the summer is something they could have a little taste of for one day each week. One more way to cease is economically. Not buying or spending on the Sabbath, getting all of that done on the other days, as a way to remember that we are not what we earn or what we can purchase. We are worth far more than that. And if we do go to a restaurant on Sunday, she says, especially as Christians, we should leave a really large tip because someone has given up their Sabbath to work for us. When we cease from work for 24 hours, we are reminded that our worth as human beings is not determined by what we produce or accomplish. Sabbath-keeping reminds us that we simply are precious and honored in God's sight, and we are profoundly loved aside from what we produce. We are worthy because God loves us. My friends, our invitation, our command today is that we remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Let's try to do that. And on that holy day, may we chase a few foul balls and have joy and delight, be present to God and one another, and remember who we are, God's beloved children. In the name of Jesus, amen.